Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Slam podcast here on Patreon a day early or wherever you get your podcasts otherwise. My name is Kenny and I'm joined as always by Mr. Friendly Martin Finn. It's a, it's a good time of the month, all the mag stuff's going in, a break is imminent for you. Yes, yes indeed, yeah, yeah, I finished uh, what's going down this morning. <laughs> uh, so uh, so yeah, about um, 90 minutes ago, so uh, it was nice to... Uh, to get that completed so the magazine's finished so people will be able to buy that on june the 29th with seth rollins on the cover so uh comes out nicely good timing just before money in the bank yeah so it'll be, it'll be in stores and wh smith stores on the thursday if you subscribe in the uk you should receive it by the thursday which means if you're traveling on the friday to london you've got a magazine to keep you company so um it's funny. I, I, so um, I was talking to my other half, and he was telling me that um, Hulk, and of course, if you follow me on social media, you've seen me post photos of Hulk all the time. That he is, he is, um, he's figured out when I'm ending a podcast, like my sign off. So if I'm upstairs podcasting and I do a sign off, he hears it downstairs and runs to the door because he knows that it means I'm finished. So how clever is that? He's. I mean, he can't. I mean, that dog's brighter than you, Kenny. Let's be honest. I mean, it wouldn't be wouldn't be difficult. It wouldn't be difficult. Uh, we've got plenty. Oh, of no, you. Just just want to quickly mention this, Kenny, before we get going. Uh-huh. I have a girlfriend. One of her uh, colleagues 
uh-huh. is going to a event this week. Well, it's more something similar to what you do. It's called an evening with Tom Hanks. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time, but it was only a matter of time before these these people got into this kind of thing. So I mean, I mean, I believe actually Richard E. Grant is the person who's going to be interviewing him on stage. So this is big time. I mean, almost as big as Inside the Ropes, Kenny. <laughs> I mean, there's part of me that would love to see you, and uh, we'd love to see you go to one of those Tom Hanks shows and just, you know, the eye rolling that would probably take place <laughs> at one of those. But, um, yeah, anyway. It wasn't it's to Tom, you know, saving Private Ryan, just no realism at all at the end. <laughs> the story just fell apart. I mean, it was just an insult to the audience's intelligence. Well, we think it was rather successful and won lots of Oscars, so that's probably just my viewpoint. But yeah, I'd be interested to see what he would, uh, how he would react to that. Well, <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the wrestling. Uh, we'll talk about dynamite in a, in a sec about some of the stuff that happened last night. But I did want to ask you a bit of a, a odd question, I guess. So, uh, ITV have confirmed that they will be airing Collision. Uh, they will be airing Collision on Wednesday nights. Yes, I heard this. So I think at the moment, um, if you're watching on ITV or ITV Player, it's Friday nights for Dynamite and now yeah. Wednesday nights for Collision. But obviously, you can you can watch if you I have believe the... Rampage is on Tuesdays. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. We'll I mean, all, no, we'll all I mean, flock to that thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. But yes, yeah, so I was going to ask because I I've got the the fight app, the AW plus thing, and it's yeah. like a, you know a five or six quid, whatever it is, and you know you get all the AW shows live; they're on demand. You can watch them straight away. How important is it in twenty twenty three to have it available on ITV in some form? Does it matter that it's four four or five days later in terms of collision? Like, is was this a crucial thing for them to get ITV to have collision on? on the service? Well, I think so, because, I mean, someone pointed out to me on my Facebook when I put the um, <clears throat> the graphic up that um, CM Punk was returning on Collision when it was announced on Dynamite, and someone wrote to me on Facebook uh, or posted on Facebook and said, well, this is a spoiler, because Dynamite doesn't air until Friday in the UK. Oh. So some people do not follow social media. Some people, you know, are not trolling the sites and websites and don't listen to the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. They just watch it in chronological order when it's broadcast on ITV4. I mean, this might be hard for many people to comprehend, those of us who keep up with it. I mean, I remember doing a, an interview with Diamond Dallas Page back in 98, really good interview I did with him for Power Slam back in issue 44. And he mm-hmm. just said, well, you know, you've got to remember the casual audience doesn't follow this as closely as we do. And I thought it was a really valid point and it's something you should never forget. So, yeah, I think it's very important that this show is broadcast on TV because some people will just watch it in order, you know, on ITV4. Um, that's just the way some people access it. And consume will, it. that's just the way they approach it. I will say this. And yeah, because I, mean, I think there is an audience who do that. I don't know how big or small they are, but there obviously is, is absolutely an audience. What I do take umbrage with a little bit, right, is, and I'm the person who messaged, who replied to you about Collision, right, you can't have it both ways. So if you decide that you want to watch it two days later, then don't go on social media 
for those two days. Because if you follow, it's like, you know, you, we can't not talk about something for three days. Yeah. Because somebody else is, you know, I remember like a white, I can't remember what the show would have been. I think it was like a pay-per-view and it was like the following afternoon and I'd tweeted something about the show and somebody was like, oh, thanks for the spoiler. It's like, if you're not watching the pay-per-view, why are you on Twitter? Yeah, exactly. Because you're obviously going to, so it's totally, I totally understand people who are like, well, you know, I, I've got a job or whatever. That's fine. But if you go on social media, social media is an instant platform. It's to communicate about things on a fairly real-time basis. So you can't have it both ways, is is my opinion on, on that part of it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, because I do understand as well, you know, for me, paying five, six quid for, for, for the AEW app is worth it. But not everybody wants to pay five or six quid to watch AEW, which is totally understandable. You know, some people just either don't have the money or don't want to spend it on that. So, you know, at least if it's on ITV, you can watch it a few days later and yeah. maybe, you, you know, whether you know the results or not, I mean, I, I think Dynamite on a Friday is a, is, is a pretty decent, uh, you know, 40 hours isn't too bad. I think that's that's fine. I mean, Saturday to Wednesday probably would have been nice if they could have got Tuesday, but I mean, if you're going to watch it, you're going to watch it. So mm. good, good for good for them. Um, yeah, it, I mean, there is a big time lag, time lag there, though, as you note. I mean, Saturday to Wednesday. I mean, ideally, you would want Monday, really. You'd yeah, Monday, I would think Monday. I mean, maybe Sunday is a big night for them on ITV4 showing old films, which I know is what what well, also, usually draws the, draws the numbers on ITV4 is old movies. Yeah, but also, I mean, you know, I, I do understand the idea that, like, so if Dynamite's on a Wednesday, by Friday you've got the time to kind of cut it or do whatever you need to do to it. Same with Collision, you know, if you have it on Saturday. I, I understand why it's not on the next day. But, yeah, four days is a bit strange. And the other thing is, and I think this is more of an ITV thing than, than an AEW issue, because AEW don't control the time slots on ITV, obviously. But yeah. I think that ITV have not confirmed when on a... Wednesday night LA and it's like some weeks it'll be 9pm and it's like well just put it on at 9pm if that's what you're going to do we can watch a Tom Hanks movie on a Thursday night if we need to <laughs> you know, the, surely there's not an impetus for that to be like oh no oh, we can't we can't show collision tonight turn on hooches on you know like that's it yeah we've got to, we've got to scream Forrest Gump again <laughs> well I mean I think you know if Rampage is broadcast Tuesday which I believe it is then I suppose the theory would be we need to show these programs in chronological order of when they were broadcast in the States, which does make sense. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got to screen it after Rampage. So that's Wednesday. Um, yeah, so I think that would requ- that would require them to make a, quite a significant change to the schedule. But, I mean, if AEW is a priority to ITV4, I mean, that's something that it should be doing. Yeah, because you want to... Especially if you've got, you know, like say you've got people who do subscribe to the Fight app, um, you know they might go well. If you know if you like, if CM, if you're a big CM Punk fan, and you go, oh, well, will I, will I wait to watch it on ITV or will I get it on Fight? Well, if it's four days later, you might get it on Fight. So, are they losing potential audience by having? Well, of course it? they are. Absolutely, they are. So, I mean, the ratings are dropping because people are finding other ways to watch the program. You know, the ratings just aren't going to be as high as they would be. So. Yeah. Um, um, well, let's, 
Let's move on to, to last night's Dynamite. Lots to talk about um, from the show. There was a video package for CM Punk where he was in the package. Um, he basically said that, you know, uh, he's he's coming back to AEW. The mission is the same as the first time. Um, there's more left to do. And then he said, I won't know what I'm going to do or say <clears throat> until I get that microphone. And he said, I've got a lot of things to get off my chest. This was clever to give that hook. That's the hook that you want from Punk. You want Tiri's going to have a microphone and hear what he's going to say. So, I think, I think, in ter- I think this was something they needed to do to hear from him rather than just have graphics and think that we're just going to get a six-man tag. At least now it's like, well, he's going to talk. So, yeah, we need to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> to be honest, I, I'm glad they showed this. I would have actually started it last week to build the anticipation, mm-hmm. but I mean, at least they've done it. Um, I thought it was very well produced, the video. I mean, he's, he looks like he's in shape. He looks like he's ready to go. He looks like he's, or sounds like he's very determined. I hope he is. Yeah. Um, I hope he's going to, when he returns, he's going to put his heart and soul into this. Um, I mean, <laughs> what's he going to say on the mic? You know, hopefully what he says on the mic will have been approved in advance by Tony Khan. Yes. I can't have any more loose cannon moments. No. You know, no more loose cannon moments. Well, that was the be- irony about Brian Pillman, wasn't it? He? he was the loose cannon, <laughs> but he was in control and everything was kind of scheduled and pre-approved or nearly everything. Uh-huh. That's a little, you know, attack or not attack. So he grabbed Bobby Heenan, didn't he, live on the air and Heenan uh, swore it was Clash of the Champions. Um, but I mean, we thought that Pillman was out of control but he actually wasn't. And this was all arranged in advance with his superiors. And that's what CM Punk needs to do this time, you know, just to cool, you know, the potential anxiety of people backstage. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him for all sorts of reasons to perform, to deliver viewing figures, but I think also to be a team player. So I'm eager to see what he has to say or hear what he has to say. Um, But I just hope he doesn't go off script again, Kenny. I mean, that sort of thing's good for the podcast and the news business. You know, punk, you know, losing it. But it's not good for AEW's business. And, um, you know, that should be paramount. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he's got to say. I'm glad, I am glad that we've we've got a tease of the promo. Because, that you know, the promo is what's really going to get people talking. So we'll see we'll see what he's got to say on Saturday. And we will talk about... I mean, about... he resisted the urge at the end to say, just when you think you have the answers, <laughs> I change the questions. He did say something like that, but not the Roddy Piper line. Yeah, not, not, not quite Piper, but... Uh... Yeah, so we'll obviously be talking about what Punk does and says uh, next Tuesday on What's Going Down. Um, yeah. I've not had a chance to watch all of Dynamite because we're recording this quite early on Thursday and I was out this morning as well. So I've not seen the MGF Adam Cole match. I have heard very good things about it, but the finish to the match, I guess, is the thing to talk about. So they have this 30-minute match. They're going back and forth. And, you know, MGF tries to use the Dynamite Diamond Ring. And then Cole uh, performs Panama Sunrise, does the boom kick to the back of the head, turns MGF over, covers him, one, two. And just as the referee's hand is about to go down for three, the bell rings for the time limit. So it's a 30-minute draw. Yeah. Um, 
and you know the the Adam Cole is grabbing the mic and says five more minutes, and MGF is just like you know retreating. He bails, backpedals, flees, runs for the hills. Backpedals. I thought this was a very creative finish, and I, I really liked it. I thought it, it it made you want to made you want to see what they're going to do next with it, sort of post Forbidden Door. So I thought in terms of what they were going to do. I was pleasantly surprised by the finish of this. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the match or you've just seen the finish, but what did you think of how they kind of, um, you know, I guess shelved this for like a week after this before till Forbidden Doors over, but what did you think? Yeah, it was incredibly heated and the audience um, was mesmerised by nearly all of the match. I watched it in it, pretty much in its entirety. Um, I mean, they did too much. I mean, in some ways I would have preferred that they did less because I really feel like we've already seen the match and they really did deliver. And I think it would be a tall order to topple, uh, to uh, top this match, you know, to better this match when they're rematched. So that would be my only real complaint. Um, But I mean, yeah, what a shift they put in. Yeah, they really delivered for the crowd. Um, The audience were, were so into the action and the finish was, yeah, Adam Cole... Had MGF beat, uh, but the time limit expired on two. I mean, it's a finish we've seen many times before, um, numerous promotions. Um, you know, it's the old time limit draw, or you know, this has been this is a finish as old as the business itself. You know, the baby face having the heel pinned, and then the you know the time limit's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought Cole really delivered here, really. This was a huge step up from the Chris Jericho matches, and that's what he needed. He desperately needed a you know top line caliber showing, and I think he brought that here against MGF. And I thought MGF did really well, also. And um, probably could have done without the Tombstone Pal Driver uh, that MGF delivered on Cole on the apron. Um, I mean, they, yeah, they did a lot in the match, Kenny. They did too much, but I mean. I guess it was pop- all action and it was very exciting and the and the audience loved it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the match later today. I think I think the the good thing coming out of this is that you you, you want to leave your audience wanting more or yeah. or and I think by doing that finish you have left them kind of going oh he had him you know he had him he had him beat so I think yeah it was a clever very clever finish even though it is you know wrestling 101 but sometimes Use the wrestling one one. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not complaining about yeah. the finish at all. I just felt like they did too much in the match. That's my only complaint. Yeah. Um. So then MGF was not done for the night because we find out that Tanahashi has challenged him for a match for the AEW title at Forbidden Door. Uh, we find out later that Tony Khan has approved the match. Um. What do you What do you think of, it, of them as a pair in it? Forbidden Door, Tanahashi and MGF. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yes. Um... I mean, it's. I think it's. It, I mean, it's going to be a win for MGF. Surely we know. I mean, you know, it's got to be. But Tanahashi, I think, it's probably between him and Okada, will be the top two wrestlers in Japan for the last decade. Mm-hmm. Um, if MGF wins, it's going to be huge, major career enhancer. You know, major reputation enricher for MGF. So I think it's a good match for him. Tanahashi can still go. Um, I mean, it's a blockbuster show, Forbidden Door. I mean, this is going to be AEW's, could be AEW's best pay-per-view ever, looking at the lineup. I mean, it's juicy, isn't it? I mean, it is amazing. We've got Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. We've got Okada, Brian Danielson, now MGF Tanahashi. I mean, that's three of the, outside WWE, that's three the three biggest matches that pro wrestling could possibly present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's huge, and I mean, I think I think for MGF, like you say, it's going to be a huge thing if he gets a win over Tanahashi, given the biggest biggest star he is, and also because Tanahashi is such a big star, it makes sense that he's going for the AEW World Title. He obviously yeah. faced Moxley last year uh, for the AEW World Title, so they've got the previous as Tanahashi mentioned in his video. So, yeah, big big match, and then we've also. I, we should mention that um, Penta has been on social media basically teasing he's going to be at Collision. So Punk and Kenta looks like it might be the direction for Forbidden Door if Punk is doing a match. So, I mean, the battle of the GTS, I guess, is the um, is that one. I mean, yeah. that's... And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big match. It's not as big as probably the other three, but it's, it's still a... It's still a big match. Of course um, it is. Of course it is. I mean, obviously, Kenta, he invented the move. CM Punk ripped it off <laughs> when um, WWE <laughs> said, no, you can't do the Pepsi plunge because that's <laughs> Triple H's move. I think that's where the heat started between Triple H and CM Punk. All over CM Punk's finisher. finisher. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not like Triple H to try and put a younger person who's on the way up uh, you know, out of out of the spotlight. <laughs> well, he's he's done it, that yeah. once or twice before. That, that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was um, that, he certainly had form for that in the two thousands. Um, I did want to ask you because <clears throat> the other day, Chris Jericho on social media had been asked about wrestling Sting, and he said, "I've got no interest in doing that whatsoever." Right. We saw we saw face off with Sting and Jericho on the show. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's going to be. Sting and Jericho at Forbidden Door. And, I mean, Sting versus Jericho is a match that's never happened. Is it a match that you want to see before Sting hangs up the boots if he's got a few more left? Or is, would you rather he didn't get in there with old Jezza? Uh, did it Did it never happen in WCW? I don't think... he Because Jericho said it never happened in, an, right, interview, okay. in, a, in an interview. He said that uh, Sting was one of the people he never got to wrestle and he always okay. wanted to. Um, unless they wrestled in like a house show and... But then Jericho, usually when he does these interviews, he doesn't usually lie about that kind of stuff. He's quite good at remembering yeah. who he wrestled and who he didn't. So well, well it's just... funny you would say that when 
you know, he said he's got no interest in wrestling Sting, and then there's an <laughs> angle with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I assume I assume he knew the angle was coming, and that was the, oh, okay. that was the you know throwing people off the scent. Um, you know, because sometimes you get you get you get two trains of thought. You get people who are kind of thinking, you know, these are two legendary guys. They've never wrestled. It'd be good to see it. And you've got other people who say, I don't want to see the two old guys wrestling. I want to see them wrestling different people. Where do you sit on this particular one? Um, I mean, I don't know, really. After Jericho's performances recently, I don't really want to see him wrestle again, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, if he's going to enter the ring, it should really be in tags or six mans. Oh, uh, it could be Darby and Sting against Sammy and Jericho. Yeah, I think there's that, that's that's you know I think there's some worth in that. And I think Sting works better as well when he's only got to do a few things in the ring. I mean, he, he wrestled on this week's Dynamite blockbuster episode of Dynamite this week, mm-hmm. absolutely colossal with Kenny Omega running in at the end and Will Ospreay attacking Omega. I mean, it was like I haven't seen it all, but this week's Dynamite like a pretty amazing show. It's not yeah. often I say that, is it? No, I mean, big, big eight-man tag with, you know, Darby Sting, Orange Cassidy and Keith Lee, defeating yep. Swerve and his crew. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, Sting, if he's just, you know, just does like brief forays, you know, into the ring, little sautés, <laughs> you know, hops in and out. I think he's, I think he's more productive in that role than in a 15-minute singles match. I mean, he might be able to pull it off with Jericho, and maybe they could have a good match. Um, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I think, think in it... a tag match with Darby and Sammy doing most of the work, I think you're talking about a match that would almost definitely succeed. Jericho Sting, you know, in a big singles match, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, I guess the only positive to Jericho and Sting is that like there wouldn't be an expectation of this to be super fast paced. No, because it's not like Jericho has to keep up with somebody or Sting does. But yeah, I think if they do the tag, it's going to be the optimum way for them to get all their stuff in. And yeah, yeah. Um, elsewhere on Dynamite, the other thing I want to mention was the main event was Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks against the Blackpool Combat Club. Danielson Danielson was on commentary. He he all but had a glass cage around him to protect him. Do not let that man get physical before Forbidden Door. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, they're taking no chances with him, are they? Which you know is totally what they should be doing, isn't it? It's yeah. just, you know, because last year's Forbidden Door, even though it ended up being a, a, a good show, it, it, there was a lot of injuries. There was a lot of people missing. Punk was missing. Danielson was missing. Um, and it just didn't. I, I think this year feels like what the the idea for Forbidden Door was which was these yeah. big dream matches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really come together, you know, brilliant, brilliantly, really. And um, you're right, yeah, last year, and obviously Adam Cole then suffered a really bad concussion in, in, in what was a really disappointing, four-way. I think it was a four-way match, very disappointing match. And um, obviously, you know, devastating for, for Cole's career, sidelined him for the rest of the year. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pleased that they've they've been you know they've been prudent here. You know they they are playing it safe, which is what you should always do, really, in wrestling. I mean, why take the chance when you don't need to? So uh, this yeah, the show is shaping up so well, and Danielson on commentary is always. I think he always adds a lot of value to the commentary team. So I think he's really good in that role. Um, yeah. 
and the, the big, the big and, story. and we didn't need Danielson involved as well. There was all, there was enough people in that ring in the match and the post match angle. Yeah, I've only seen the finish and the post match angle. So we got Page in the box won the match because Page did the box shot lariat and Wheeler. They get the win, and then yeah. so the, the the sequence of events is that the Blackpool Combat Club are beating up the elite. Eddie Kingston comes out and makes his return. He batters Claudio, and they've obviously got history that's mentioned. And then Moxley and Kingston face off. The Bucks try to get involved, but Kingston and Moxley are just bickering. Then Takeshita comes out, and he gets rid of the Young Bucks. Then Omega comes out, squares off with Takeshita, hits him with a V-trigger. The Bucks come in to do the double super kick. Um, and then before you know it, uh, after Omega hits Takeshita with the V-trigger, Will Ospreay appears, super kicks Omega, stands over him, fans are chatting holy shit, sets up the big match uh, for Forbidden Door. Um, Danielson is applauding Will Ospreay at the end. You know, just kind of almost like, oh, okay. And then we find out Ospreay's going to be in Rampage. I mean, there was no room to breathe at the end. <laughs> they were throwing you everything uh, with the kitchen sink to to kind of I mean, there is multiple stories going on with Omega, which is, you know, good. You've got the Takeshita thing, you've got the Osprey thing, you've got the Blackpool Combat Club and Elite thing. So there was plenty to, to go around. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a little bit busy. I would have saved the Osprey and Kenny Omega um, confrontation for next week's Dynamite or even Collision, if, or maybe Omega. Maybe Omega's not going to be on Collision. <laughs> He's not going to be on Collision, is he, Kenny Omega? We know that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I would have saved Will Ospreay and Omega, you know, for the powerhouse, you know, cliffhanger, shock ending of next week's Dynamite. Um, I mean, yeah, there was, this was Vince Russo special. This was, a you know, just a blur of activity. And there was so much going on that, you know, poor Excalibur on commentary was trying to explain everything as it happened. And then they moved on to the next, you know, chapter of the tale. And then, then it moved on to the next chapter. And Excalibur's there with his notes. Oh, don't forget. Don't forget. Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castanoli, they hate each other. Oh, don't forget. Kingston, John Moxley, they're friends. Oh, don't forget. And it was just like, yeah, it was just, we got hammered with too much stuff there. We did not. And Omega... Should have really been the focus at the end. And then Omega Osprey for next week. You know, save something for your go home dynamite, Kenny. The, yeah, I mean the the thing that I would the thing that I would have maybe done last week and not this week was Kingston. Because Kingston's return was basically null and void by the end. So exactly. Much stuff had happened. So to me, it's like it was a very exciting show, like you say, lots going on, lots happening. But if they had maybe had Kingston last week involved somehow. Um, you know, space out the stuff so that every week feels like, oh, you know, there's so much going on, rather than you know, because by the time Osprey is standing over Omega, you've forgotten the Eddie Kingston return. Exactly. So I mean, it, it reminded me Adam Cole and Brian Danielson when they debuted on the same night, back to back. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, just like discipline, restraint. That's how you tell a story. I mean, a story has got a make an impact it's got to leave an impression and if you bombard people with too many images or uh, events then you just end up losing you know the thing that happened previously is then you're lost by what's come next so um yeah i'm not quite sure why they did that it was just um 
he was just rash, really, and just massively overindulgent or self-indulgent. Yeah, I mean, for me, I like the Osprey and Omega stuff. I thought it was good. But yeah, the, the Kingston thing for me is the thing I would have I would have held back. Because Kingston, we've not seen him. I mean, I know he's been in Ring of Honor, but we've not seen him in AEW for ages. And obviously him and Moxley have got the close friendship, but then he obviously dislikes Claudio, so there's the whole dynamic there. Yeah. And I think I think the intention from Tony Khan was probably very good to just like give the fans loads, but yeah. But I mean, you know, point. at this point, I mean you'll subtract that and then what you're seeking to push, what was the most important thing here? Omega and Osprey. Yeah. So subtract the elements of the angle that are not crucial to the overall success of the angle and just concentrate on the point that you are trying to make, emphasize, embolden, push, whatever. And, um, yeah, it was totally over the top. It was like a Vince Russo special, just this blur of activity. Um, but, uh, yeah, very eventful anyway. And, uh, and, like, you know, what have they got next week? You know, Omega Osprey next week would have been dynamite. I mean, maybe, 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 maybe next week we have uh, a proper, you know, confrontation where we get a promo. Maybe. I mean, they're not really known for doing the promos, but maybe, maybe that's what we get. Um, but yeah. Anyway, last thing I want to ask you about Finn was um, a story that just kind of tickled me. Um, Angelina Love is in the news because she <laughs> was uh, doing an interview and she was asked about Dixie Carter. And um, she uh, basically said that Dixie Carter put herself in front of the camera more often than uh, than she should. Love said, no one liked it. She definitely had the wrong people in her ear, giving her very bad advice. And well, we see where that took them. She went off in her own world. She wanted to be Stephanie McMahon so bad. 80% of the knockouts ended up getting pushed off the show because Dixie had to have 11 segments every show. She put herself all over the show. And it's like, that's not what people want. It's not what people are tuning in for. Is that an accurate assessment, do you think, Finn, that Angelina Love's in there? Or is it is it sour grapes because Dixie was getting all the TV time? What do you remember? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a, a fair review of, of what happened. And um yeah, she was you know, it was her plaything. I mean, you know, a lot of people complain about Tony Khan and his big announcements. Um, but I mean, at least he only makes them now and again. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Sometimes he's there every week, but it's only a very brief part of the show. Very Whereas certain. Dixie, you know, she became one of the central figures. I mean, she ended up doing the remember doing she ended up doing the heel turn. <laughs> I always remember that she took the um the power bomb from Bully Ray, not Bully was he Bully Ray at the table? Yeah, Bully Ray. Oh, yeah. Bully Ray, yeah, Bully Ray was called at the time. Through a table. And um and I just thought, what's she doing? And you know, she wanted to be a star. She had stars in her eyes. <laughs> you know, she kind of reminds me of um, Davy Boy Smith's wife, who, you know, Diana. definitely, yeah, Diana. She wanted to be a star as well, and um, and they didn't allow that to happen. She appeared at obviously a few shows. Uh, was it Beware of Dog? And she was obviously at SummerSlam '92. Um, but there's, the fa- there's the famous line, Sean. I know that you want me. It's like no inflection whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, it was like straight from the Linda McMahon school of acting, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, it's not exactly, you know, the me- you know, talk- we're not talking about the method here, are we? <laughs> Actors' studio. Um, so, 
Uh, but yeah, Dixie was, she was a constant source of irritation for those of us who watched and covered TNA back in the um, 2000s and early 2010s. And um, yeah, I think Angelina Love really hit the nail on the head there. She wanted to be a star. And look at how that turned out. Not very well, not very no. well. But it's good that Angelina is is letting people know how it really was because, I mean, yeah, Dixie was really bad. I, yeah, I, I mean, mean, you know, you brought up endlessly, you know, Hogan's final appearance for TNA. You mentioned that many times, haven't you? Yes. I, as I feel is due to be... I mean, the other thing I was going to mention, I and this isn't when she was as much of a character as she went on to be, but that segment where the locker room had to sit in the stands and listen to her talk. My God. I mean... I mean, I remember I transcribed that entire speech (laughs) and published it in Power Slam. And not because I thought it was a brilliant speech. It was quite the reverse, but it was just something that I felt needed to be written down, you know, for future generations. Preserved. Yeah, for future generations to learn from. And not to make the same mistake again. And it was just embarrassing that heels and faces were sat there being lectured by this, you know, woman who had been basically bought a wrestling promotion promotion by her rich parents. And it was, you could just, and she was there just, and this was just before Hogan and Bischoff came in. And she could tell she was so proud of herself that she'd closed this deal and she thought it was going to change everything. She was right about that. It did change <laughs> everything, you know. And uh, and for re- for f- in every way that was bad, you know, in terms creatively and financially, and um, yeah, it was a really uh, a really sort of bleak moment in the history of that company. Uh, and things would only get worse. So, you know, it's it's a shame, really, because you know, Dixie, in some ways, she saved TNA. You know, NWA TNA would have been out of business within three months had she and her family uh, not stepped in and basically propped the company up and took it over. So, I mean, she does deserve a lot of credit for that. Lots of people who are stars today would possibly not even be working in wrestling today if she hadn't done that. So she does deserve credit for some of the things she did do. I mean, you know, a lot of credit as well. But I think she tarnished that so badly by, you know, wanting to become a TV star, wanting to become a character when she just didn't have the personality to pull it off. Yes, and it's the self-awareness because you can want to be a star, but it's not having the awareness that you're not very good at it. That's the problem. But anyway, Big Dixie, maybe Dixie for Hall of Fame one day. WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame. Stephanie can induct her. She'd yeah, lose yeah. And, and I think that was a fair comparison. I think she did want to be Stephanie McMahon. I think she modelled herself on that, yeah. on, on the Stephanie McMahon character, for sure. Yeah. Well, listen, that's all the time we've got for today. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday with what's going down to talk the CM Punk collision, uh, follow the SmackDown and Raw stuff, which builds us to money in the bank. So lots going on. Uh, but if you can't wait till then, patreon.com forward slash inside the ropes is where you can get more of us. We've got an overrun we do over there. We're, we're going to record Insurrection 2003 on Monday, so it'll be a final <laughs> UK pay-per-view, thank God. Um, yeah, we're, we're just, you know, we're, we're both having therapy to prepare us for this. Yeah, that's why it's late. We're needing to have some extra sessions 
just to build us up for gold dust and Rico. Um, but yeah, we hope that you'll join us over there. And obviously, the magazine, as Finn said, a lot of hard work goes into this magazine to be put together. So uh, insideropesmagazine.com is where you can uh, subscribe um, or you can buy the next issue in the stores on June 29th. 29th, yeah, Thursday, yeah. June 29th. And as I've said previously, if they don't stock it in your local news agent, please ask them to reserve it for you, to order it for you. They will not charge you any extra. This is a guaranteed sale for a news agent. You know, don't be shy. Go in and ask. There you go. So thank you very much for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 